0: Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan, glad to be here, glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share with all of your friends, especially if they are sports fans. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself. We'll talk about the college football playoff, the committee, the teams that are in, the teams that are out. A lot of college football playoff talk. Also, we got comments about the transfer portal It is filling up quickly. We'll also talk NFL, in particular, officiating in the NFL. Trey has some comments on the NBA. He's a big NBA guy. So all of that's coming your way right here on Sports Takes. Connect with me on social media. You'll be able to keep up with all we do. Sports Shorts Daily, Sports Shorts Radio, and ESPN Radio in Baton Rouge. This podcast, Talking Sports with TK. Connect with me. I'm happy to do that. Tommy Krysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, search, like, connect. I'm happy to do that. I'm going to take a real quick pause, and then we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman for this episode of Sports Takes. You are listening to Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned.
1: We continue with Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman. We're an episode of Sports Takes, and we got plenty of hot takes for you today. Lots of topics. We're going to have some fun with it. Please share this podcast with all your friends who are sports fans. Trey Blossman, good afternoon. How are you? Doing fine, Tommy. Thank you. I'm doing well, too. We roll into the month of December and lots of sports stuff going on. But obviously, we got to start with what's been the topic since uh, late Sunday morning. The college football playoff. The four teams are announced. You got Florida State and things. They got very much the short end of the stick. I got comments about that. And it goes back to one of the oldest sayings in Hollywood or show business or marketing uh, is, I don't care what you say about me, just say something. Well, college football has been talked about more since noon Sunday in these couple of, you know, two-plus days than it did in any other two-plus days of this fall or maybe of all time. In the past, the college football playoff system, even when it was a two-team BCS and the four-team college football playoff, most years it just had a way of working it out, self-out. There was kind of cut and dry over who would be in and maybe just a little controversy. Well, this year it's controversy galore, uh, and, and I got some thoughts on that. But I want to get your thoughts, Trey, or just your overall reaction to the, the four teams, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama, in the college football playoff? Well, Tommy, you know, I I haven't followed the committee's work that closely. I've read the list of teams every week, and I watched how it changed a little bit. But in my own mind, I had the first three when I went to bed Saturday night. I didn't know who was going to get that fourth spot. My youngest son and I had a conversation, and he called me and he goes, "I, I think the SEC is out. And I said, you know what? They damn well could be. Uh, That game Alabama and Georgia was just kind of weird. And, you know, with all eyes on Florida State, they played a pretty good game. I thought Florida State's win over Louisville, just to my eyes, was more impressive than Michigan's win over an Iowa team that is the opposite of LSU. I wonder how good LSU would have been this year with Iowa's defense or how good Iowa would have been with LSU's offense. There's your national champion right there. But I I was not impressed with Michigan, Tommy. Uh, I I know they're number one. They beat Penn State and they beat Ohio State. But after watching, I wouldn't say they struggled with Iowa, but they damn well didn't bury them and put them away. A team that I suggested when I picked the games – last Friday that they wouldn't score. Iowa wouldn't score. Well, they didn't. And Michigan covered by a half a point, holding Iowa scoreless, not impressed at all. Uh, Look, Alabama did a nice job to beat Georgia, but you know what? Georgia didn't look good at all. They had that great first drive, opened the game with a touchdown, and then they didn't look the same after that. I give the Bama coaching staff kudos again for the work they've done this season. they did they deserve that number four spot, Tom, Tommy? I, I don't know. And that's part of the problem with the system is people don't know. We're going to put 13 people in a room, and we're going to let them decide. Well, who the hell are they? Did they coach? Did well, they play? Last, well, it was Condoleezza Rice, Condoleezza Rice was on the damn committee a couple of years ago. She's a politician from Stanford. What does she know about football? Nothing. Right, well, here's two major observations that I have. Number one. I think Georgia has a stronger argument for not being in than Florida State based on, you know, the best teams in college football. But here's the biggest problem and it's not I'm not pointing out something that has been discussed, but the credibility of the committee is has been shattered because two for 2 weeks after Florida State quarterback Jordan Travis was hurt, they put Florida State at number 4. Yeah. So in them weeks, they were saying it doesn't matter that the quarterback is hurt, okay? And then on the final rankings this past Sunday, they say, i oh, we're going to move them down to five because the quarterback's hurt, okay? You moved them down for a reason you didn't use two previous weeks, and an argument could be made that they said, hey, we won with our third-string quarterback a conference championship game. Go back to Ohio State in 2014, Cardell Jones was the third-team quarterback before the conference championship game began injuries injuries all of a sudden he leads them to a national championship so i feel for florida state although i think that the teams that are in deserve to be in because what it really means now is the alabama georgia win winner was in no matter what else happened now had texas lost to oklahoma state florida state would be in but Texas didn't lose, and you had to put Texas ahead of Alabama because of head-to-head competition. That's a no real So the, agreed. the committee is, you know, they, they made a fool out of themselves by using a reason this past Sunday that they ignored the previous two weeks, and that's where their credibility goes right out the damn window. And then they kept falling back, well, next year there'll be 12 teams. It'll be easier. Well, no, it won't because he'll be the controversy next year. The next year's controversy is which four teams get the buy, okay? You're going to have 12 teams. The top four are going to get a buy. So there's going to be a fifth team that doesn't get a buy that thinks they should have. And then there's going to be a 13th team that doesn't get in the top 12 that thinks they should have. Well, we see it in March Madness. That 69th team gets mad the first four out, whatever. College baseball, that sixty fifteen that doesn't get in the Chance for Omaha, they my you know how kick, and scream. But it's easier to tell the 65 team, ah, you know, <laughs> tough luck, than it is Florida State, who this is, this is the other part. And I know I'm rambling, but I'll let you talk. Man, I'm a former NCAA student athlete. So the biggest thing about me is I feel for the student athletes at Florida State who did what they were supposed to do, won every football game that they lined up to play and won their conference championship in a Power Five conference, albeit that conference was down a little bit, and they got hurt for the fact that the Pac-12 became a better conference in its swine song. So I feel for the athletes and, of course, the coaches and the support staff. But being a former NCAA student athlete, college baseball player, I feel for those guys who got wronged. And then probably the icing on the cake is Jordan Travis tweeted out, I wish I would have broke my leg three or four yeah. years, weeks earlier so that, that people would know how good of a football team this really is, you know, led by their defense, which I think is ranked number five in the nation. So, you know, we, we can beat a dead horse to death if we want, like Curly Holman would say. Or you can just say, you know what, Florida State, life ain't fair sometimes. You're going to be in that salesman competition, and you're not going to win it, you know, some sometimes. But I do feel for those athletes and, of course, the coaches and and the members of that football organization. There's a lot of people when you add in managers and equipment guys and trainers and, you know, all all their analysts, all that stuff. I feel for that because if the committee three weeks ago would have put them at six or seven and said, you know, we don't know about this quarterback thing, then you could have left them there. But to, to, you know, to be Jekyll and Hyde with their reasoning was not fair to Florida. No, that's a great, great point, Tommy, and one that certainly needed to be pointed out. I'm going to argue something with you. I don't think the ACC was down this year. The ACC beat the SEC. I think it was six to four wins in 10 games. I think the Big Ten was down, and I'm really glad they didn't get a second team. I'm glad that Ohio State didn't beat Michigan and leave that whole door open. There's three good teams in the big 10, the big 10's problem is they're all in the East. Okay. Right. There's some really bad teams there. And uh, you know, and I mean, even the SEC has bad teams at the bottom, but the big 10 this year had some four or five really bad teams at the bottom. Uh, I, I'm not here to make a case for Florida state, but I feel for them. And part of it is what exactly what you said. They had them up there. They did what they needed to do. They probably should have dropped them when Jordan Travis first got hurt. They didn't, and it looked like Rodemaker was going to be back for whatever playoff game they would have made, so they wouldn't have been down to the third stringer. And uh, Rodemaker has uh, two or three years on campus experience over the true freshman, so there's that. Uh, look, we're going to tee it up with four teams, and we're going to see what happens. I don't think Michigan's going to win it. I actually, at this point in time, Tommy, think Texas is your winner. Well, I think Alabama's the winner, and I think they'll play Texas for the national championship. That game will be in Houston. Now, look, here on Sports Takes for Trey Blossman and myself, we'll talk more about the playoffs and the bowl games in the coming weeks. We'll also have picks for you each and every Thursday or Friday. Trey, let shift gears, the transfer portal. On Monday, the first official day, of the portal opened. Now, there were some guys that tweeted out last week, I'm going to enter the portal. But on the first official day, which was Monday the 4th, you had 1,080 Division One players, Enter, officially entered the transfer portal, only three from LSU, but you have 1,080 entered the portal. That's just nuts. I mean, that, that's nuts no matter how you slice it. For it. guys, Schools that got to re-recruit their own guys that are already wearing their uniform. I mean, it's just, and then the money that's involved, Matt Rule, coach of Nebraska, said, hey, go and price for quarterbacks, two, three million dollars, and there are some making much more than that. And there are schools that can't, Come up with that. Well, Tommy, that's approximately 10% of the college football players. That's incredible in one day. And there will be more, obviously. Oh, yeah, and there's more. The, 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 you, the portal's open is, until for one month. That, it's open for one month. So early January it'll close. They, there are upwards of a dozen really good quarterbacks entering the portal it's for money so they can make if you look at everyone that entered the portal it's because they want they they either weren't getting a lot of money or maybe getting very little and they are going to go see what they can make they're going to go bargain like a free agent and if it don't work out they might try to go back to where they were that's one thing about the portal you can return to the school you played for if you know it, it's free agency you know with very few rules Yeah, right, as we've talked about before. It's a wild, wild west out there. Uh, Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I know uh, LSU people are wondering if they're going to sign a quarterback or bring in a quarterback through the portal. I'm indifferent towards that. If it was the right guy, I think that's good. Uh, The the kid, Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina, I think flies well under radar and is a really good quarterback. And Curtis Rourke from Ohio – whose brother Nate will be activated today if he hadn't been already by Jacksonville from the practice squad to become their backup. Now that Trevor's out for a while, uh, the Rourke kids can play. I watched the older brother, Nate, play as a rookie in the Canadian football league, the summer of 2022. He did not go back this season because he did in fact, uh, try out for the Jaguars and made the roster. Uh, but I, uh, I'm curious to see what happens, particularly with the quarterbacks, but look, LSU's position of need, obviously defensive back and defensive lineman, uh, Texas A&M's defensive line coach has taken the offensive, uh, defensive coordinator position at Syracuse. I think that A&M is going to lose some kids. They got a couple of good kids from Louisiana on that D line. I'd like to see if we can't get both of those kids in. I know one of them was on campus a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, We'll see how that shakes out for LSU and everybody else, Tom. All right, real quickly, and then we'll shift to the NFL. I heard today that uh, the Florida Gators will hire a new defensive line coach, and that would be Ed Ogeron. Wow. I heard that today. It's not been announced by Florida. And then one last thing. You got four finalists for the Heisman Trophy. And it's a joke that Marvin Harrison Jr. It is a total yards. joke. Dude. It's a total he's got, joke. He's not even the best yeah. receiver in the country. There's two games no. and he had 30 no. yards or less receiving. But the three quarterbacks who are going to the Heisman Trophy, uh, the votes are all in. The award will be given out Saturday night. I think Jaden Daniels is about to like shoot wins. But Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix Jr., and Bo Nix, those three quarterbacks, finalists for the Heisman, all came from the transfer portal. So that's another thing. People are thinking about had been at Bennett, Indiana, Bo Nix had been at Bennett-Auburn, and obviously Daniels had been at Bennett-Arizona State. Trey Blossman, as we continue on this episode of Sports Takes, and once again, we encourage folks to share this podcast. Please do that. It helps out. The NFL, it seems like there's more injuries, but it seems like we say that every year. But as I've said for a long, long time, the officiated is just awful. The missed calls, it's part of sports. When you have humans doing it, you're going to have missed calls. Sometimes they're going to go your way. Sometimes they're not going to go your way. But I think it, it's just magnified too much right now. I've been saying for 15 years now they need more officials on the field to better referee the game of these incredibly superior skilled athletes. Okay, That's what these guys are they are you know elite athletes you know 9 out of 10 of them are and the other one's not bad and then the dei diversity in, you know, equity and inclusion to put women referees out there okay i'm not being sexist but they if a if that 55 year old insurance salesman who lifts weights and is in good shape can't keep up with these athletes a female can't i'm just, and again not a sexist comment i'm just being real well, Tommy, it's you know, I remember it wasn't 5 or 6 years ago, I was watching a MAC college football game. I love MACtion, and the headlinesman was a woman. And I was shocked. And now on any given NFL game there's two women on the crew, and that was it's only 5 years later. It's happened so quickly. There's absolutely no reason for it other than Politicalism, like you told me off air, woke wokeism. It 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 doesn't serve any purpose whatsoever. Has there ever been a group of women to appeal to the NFL to hire women officials? I've never heard of that. Have you ever heard of that? Never. Well, no. And then, how many? How many? I'd like to know how many college. I don't care what division. How many college female referees are there? Total number. I'd like to know that number. I don't know if it's ten or it's five hundred. I don't know. But then if it's, if it's a low number, then how are any of those, you know, climbing the ladder to the NFL? And I'm hoping they're not putting a woman on the field in the NFL that has never refereed, you know, beyond a high school game or a little league game or something. But anyway, and look, I, I, legendary LSU baseball coach Skip Berman always told me, he says, TK, you know, it goes like this. Sometimes that ball that's one inch off the plate outside that up call it a ball, it can change the game. Or if the ump calls out a strike to your benefit, it can change the game. Or calls in football, I'm not saying it costs anybody to win or lose, but it can change the game. It can well, change Tommy, the, it the game. Well, Tommy, obviously lost Kansas City a shot in a game. Yeah, well, and they might have fun on the next play. But, well, but they, they may well you, have, but they would have had a first and 10 at the 12-yard line with 46 seconds left, needing a touchdown and a two-point conversion to send the game into overtime. And they have Patrick Mahomes chances for that happening were pretty good. They were taken away (coughs) by the second worst blatant mispass interference call I've ever seen. And the worst was the Saints fans. The Saints fans all know the worst. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Trey, as we wrap this episode of Sports Takes Up, a couple of closing comments from you as we like to do about the NBA, the in-season tournament, and anything else you might have on the NBA. Well, Tommy, by any measure – And we hadn't even gotten to the semifinals yet in Vegas, which come later in the week. Uh, It's been a big success. The problem is very few people knew what the hell was going on with it, how it was structured. uh, How do you schedule games within a regular schedule that are part of a tournament? Uh, But I think it's been a success. I think it's something that we'll see moving forward. And, hey, the Pelicans are in the semifinals and playing pretty well. So that's exciting. You told me about an interesting promotion that they're doing to give away a million dollars to some fans. I think that's fabulous. However, I never heard about that until you told me about that. And that, that's a problem. If you're going to give away a million dollars, everybody in New Orleans ought to be knowing that you're getting ready to give away a million dollars. Yeah. Well, especially well, I'm sure the people who registered for that in, in season tournament game um uh, know about it, they but know about yeah, it. maybe sure, more people sure. more people would have went to the game, maybe. Had they known they had a chance to sign up to win $10,000. Sure. Sure. Yeah. All right, Trey, I appreciate it. Uh, your time, as always. Um, we're going to have another episode of Your Picks, where you're doing outstanding in college and NFL later this week. Anthony Gallo and I will have picks. So it's all a part of Talking Sports with TK. Please share this podcast Check us out, available on all the major platforms. Trey, this has been a good episode of Sports Takes, and you have a good day. Thank you, Tommy.